Hello, and welcome to another episode of Hot Takes, the story screen podcast where we see a movie and we just, we don't even look at each other until we get to the microphone and we bleh, everything about the movie bleh. onto the mic. Bleh. I am the handsome boy you can't see, Robert Anderson. I'm joined by Mike Burge. Hello. And Diana Diamuro. Hello. Uh, so yeah, we saw Mission Impossible Fallout today, uh, directed by Christopher McQuarrie. Quer- Quarry? 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 Just Quarry with an A. We- Quarry. You're really Quarry. bad at this. We no, just no, look. No. I just hey. said it. Don't defend him. Play it on your phone. <laughs> he just repeated it the way you said it earlier, so. Yeah, uh, we were both wrong. Quarry. But now only one of us was wrong on Mike. McQuarrie. I am bad at this, and I'm actively working on it, listener, to pronounce names. You can uh, just own it as a bit now that you just pronounce names wrong. So, uh, Tim Cruise is in this. Tim Cruise. <laughs> Tim Cruise. Tim Cruise. Uh, Superman. Uh, With a mustache. Simon Pegg. That's right. Oh, sweet yep. mustache. Yeah. So, this is my- An f- old man, Ving Rhames. Rebecca and Ferguson. That. Rebecca very Ferguson. She was very good. She's uh, fucking on fire in this movie. Well, she was great in the last one. Mm -hmm. So I enjoyed seeing her again. So I want to mostly open up the discussion to you two in this beginning half, because this is the first Mission Impossible movie that I've seen. Mm. Uh, And I enjoyed it. That's like my quick hot take out of the way. But I kind of (laughs) want... I enjoyed it. I want you two, as people who are more familiar with the franchise, uh, not talk about what... Not try and educate me on what's happened in the franchise, but I want you guys to talk about what Mission Impossible means to the both of you. Hmm. Okay, that's good. well because I figured uh, we're doing spoiler free in the first part. Spoiler free. I, I feel like we can kind of get into the connections and kind of the Absolutely. specifics of all the other ones. So I'm gonna, I'll, I'll, you know, stoke the conversation, but I'm also here to be educated a little bit. Okay. <laughs> so. I mean, I mean, I thought it was pretty interesting when you said that you'd never seen any of them, and mm-hmm. and you asked me to. You're like, which is probably a good question for anybody listening who hasn't seen it yet. Like, if you haven't seen any of the other Mission Impossibles. I would say, before I saw this movie, I would say, you probably don't have to, but if you really wanted to get everything out of it, see the previous one, Rogue Nation, because it seems it's by the same director, uh, yeah. and it leads kind of directly into this one. It has the same villain. It, that's yeah. the whole thing. Essentially. That's the whole Not thing. Not exactly, like, but uh, essentially. It's kind of like, now that I've seen it, I'd say, yeah, definitely put in the two hours to watch Rogue Nation. I think it's on Amazon Prime oh, okay. right now for free. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have Prime, and, uh, and it's, it's fun, and it's fun, it's a fun movie. Yeah, yeah. both of these movies are very fun, and it's it's kind of wild that Fallout kind of blows Rogue Nation out of the water. I didn't expect that to happen. I was very impressed with this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, how do you? What's what's your interactions with Mission Impossible? Like, when when did you see the first one? Were you always intrigued to see him year after year? Was it kind of a slog until recently? Like, how do you guys feel about the franchise so far, mm. or growing up with the franchise? I should say. They're like fun popcorn movies yeah. to me. Mm-hmm. Like when the first one came out, it was really fun to go see that in the theater. Mm-hmm. And my dad liked the original stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. And that when that first one came out, Tom Cruise wasn't uh, so publicly cray-cray. Now he's pretty cray-cray. Right. Yeah. But now you're kind of just like you're enjoying him as this action star. Mm-hmm. I feel like he keeps trying to top... Whatever crazy stunt he pulled in the previous one. Yeah. To make you like cringe slash be excited. There's a lot of really good. That's what I've noticed, in, at least in this movie, there's a lot of points where you're just like, ooh, ow, ow, yeah. ow, everyone's being hurt. Stop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, he lives. Very good sound yeah. in this movie. Um, how? So you saw the first one and you thought it was a good popcorn, cl- popcorn flick. Your dad liked it. Yeah. Uh, did you like 
every year when it or not every few years when a new one came out were you kind of right there to see it or are you kind of i kind of fell off later in the yeah. franchise like i think i saw there's a lull in the franchise as well right yeah. there's like a period of like not the best i've heard there's also some gap in time mm-hmm. of them coming out yeah too well i guess i mean i was gonna let you kind of I mean, I guess we can kind of tangentially go over this because I, I looked up the dates so I could figure this out correctly because uh, I love the Mission Impossible movies. Okay. Because they are... Set the stage here. Set it up. It's 1995. Oh. What a, what a year. What a year. My girlfriend 95. was born. 95. Tom Cruise is on fire. I got his uh, I got his IMDb up here and obviously... Oh, so I was like a sophomore Obviously, we all know that uh, he <laughs> takes the world by storm in 1983 with Risky Business and then in 1986 with Top Gun and the shit... Blows up. ...is good. And then he's got Cocktail in 88... Rain Man as well in 88, Born on the 4th of July in 89, yeah, some solid uh, stuff. A Few Good Men in 92, The Firm in 93, and then in 94, Interview with the Vampire, The Vampire Chronicles. I love that movie. And then Mission Impossible comes out in <laughs> I 96. Love that movie too. Mission Impossible comes out in 96, the same year yeah. that Jerry Maguire comes out. Oh. So he really is on fire. Yeah, he is he on really fire. Is. And like, this is when he, the, yeah. yeah. And this is 90, Jerry Maguire and Eyes Wide Shut, which comes out three years later, is kind of like the age of where everybody realizes, yo, Tom Cruise is a little fucking nuts. Well, because he's doing that everything point, on Jerry Maguire. Far and, and away, he you thought he was in love with Nicole Kidman. Right. Um, <laughs> and so in 95, Tom Cruise kind of like gets together and says, like, I want to create an action series where I can work with any director that I want to work with. This is as the legend goes, is that he, Tom Cruise only likes to work with like these really kind of highly esteemed directors, yeah. whether they're just breaking into it or they're long standing. Like uh, Christopher McQuarrie, he's like kind of teamed up with him now because that guy's kind of like a golden boy in Hollywood. Like mm. he's written a bunch of really great screenplays, including Live, Die, Repeat. Ah, I yep. do really like Edge that tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, and he uh, directed Jack Reacher, which was, uh, was okay. a very, very good movie. He was a writer on uh, The Usual Suspects. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, wow. So yeah. he gets together, and the first Mission Impossible is Brian De Palma directs that. Mm-hmm. Oh, Brian yeah. De Palma is an amazing director so good. who brings like a voyeurism and like these like really fucking awesome moments of tension mm-hmm. into the first Mission Impossible. Yeah, like that, that like famous one that I feel like even if you haven't seen, you've seen you on the internet of him like falling from the string. Oh yeah. Catching yes. himself above mm-hmm. the like trip lasers in the crazy room. Very classic yeah. spy that's, stuff. That's the original and we hadn't seen any of that yet mm-hmm. in the modern remaking of them. So yeah, I mean he's kind of fun. This movie kind of reminds me and, and maybe correct me if I'm wrong, this is like a very uh Western punchier kind of like espionage spy movie. So kind yeah. of like a, a Western James Bond in a way. It's like a team James Bond. This is definitely the punchiest. Yeah. Okay. That not the, always like uh, this. I guess actually no. Mi- now Mission Impossible Two mm-hmm. is directed by John Woo, who okay. is a martial arts super film action. superstar. Yeah. Right. So he there's definitely a lot of like hitty hitty bang bang and a lot of doves. I'm down with that. A lot of doves in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and they fight <laughs> with motorcycles. Um, Damn, they fight with great. motorcycles. I think people call it uh, motorcycle foo or something like that. <laughs> Um, really? And then the third one, my favorite one of the series, because it's the most intimate, and it's got my boy Philip Seymour Hoffman as the bad guy. Is Mission Impossible yeah. Three? Should we pour out this bottle of wine? We're, we're gonna do the, the whole thing. Yeah, we're drinking it in his honor. Uh, oh, okay, good. And that's directed by J.J. Abrams, right? 
And then the fourth one, Ghost Protocols, directed by Brad Bird. And now JJ fame. at this point is a producer for the past movie since Bad then? Robot, yeah. Bad ever robot. since Mission Impossible. Right, since okay. that one. Gotcha. Mission Impossible 3 kind of injected this kind of uh, serialization to it, where the first two don't really have that much going on, except that Tom Cruise plays a guy named Ethan Hunt who works for the IMF, and Ving Rhames shows up at one point. Okay. Like, that's it. Mm-hmm. Ving Rhames is also in the first one. He's the one that's been in all of them. With Tom Cruise. Yeah. Okay. Simon and, Pegg's not in it until the third one. Yeah. And then the gotcha. third one, you get Simon Pegg. Mm-hmm. You get Michelle Monaghan as his uh, wife. And then in Ghost Protocol, you get some Jeremy Renner, who is uh, curiously absent from this movie. I know. I, I actually thought they were going to at least reference him or have him be there for like a nothing. minute. But nothing. 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 Jeremy Renner is brought in in Ghost Protocol as to kind of like for Tom Cruise to hand the baton mm-hmm. of the Mission Impossible franchise to him. And halfway through uh, making it, they run into some problems. Chris McQuarrie comes out of nowhere and helps uh, Tom Cruise rewrite the script and finish up directing and editing duties because Brad Bird kind of falls off because he's a control freak that nobody can really work with. That's what it is. I know. Uh, I didn't really know that until you told me that. Brad Bird's like that? Brad Bird is an insane asshole. Uh, Sidebar. So I didn't watch Ghost Protocol yesterday, but I did watch Ratatouille. Oh, oh, you so did finally good. watch it. Yeah. That's, that's, that's yeah, coming up soon. Yeah. You'll be hearing some audio about that, but hot take on Ratatouille. That's a good movie. That's yeah. a good movie. Now, yeah. Ghost Protocol is not Rogue Nation, the one that you should have watched yesterday if you had the time to get ready for this one. That's oh, yeah. the next one. Ghost Protocol is okay. only okay. Which is, in my that's, opinion. That's, I've heard that before it's as well. Okay. It's okay. It's, it's fun. It's not terrible. Yeah. It's not great. It's fun. It's got some of the, like, that's when Tom Cruise starts doing these stunts that are like, yeah. Tom Cruise is going to fucking die yeah. doing this. It's like, on doing the this side of a crazy building. Mm-hmm. He's doing a lot of his own stunts close up in this movie in Fallout, and yeah. these stunts are outrageously dangerous. They are. I mean, that's the one thing I, not the one thing, I, I know some things tangentially about Mission Impossible, but one of the things I do know about Tom Cruise is that he does all his own stunts. Well, that's uh, mainly a big part of, like, these films marketing when they come out is like how did tom cruise almost die this time let's find out he actually hurt his leg when he jumped on that building oh we will talk about that at length i am in a moment um so burge do you so you really like the mission Impossible franchise was there any lull in there for you was there any like returning moment or are you kind of on board the whole time i mean there was a big gap between three and two how many like years i mean let me see here i mean 96 to pick your brain no no no. 96 was the first one 2000 was the next one Mm -hmm. and then if memory serves me correctly before scrolling up uh mission Impossible 3 is 2006 so there's six Six years in wow, between. That's that actually one. a pretty big gap. But also, like, if you really think about it, there was four years in between the first one and the second one. Okay. So this is Tom Cruise is at the height of his shit. Mm-hmm. Like, he has all these different things. Look at this. In between Mission Impossible one and two, he does Magnolia, Eyes Wide Shut, and Jerry Maguire, which he had already done. Right. Big movies. Yeah. Working with big directors, Stanley Kubrick and P.T. Anderson. This is all he does now. Vanilla Sky, right after Mission Impossible 2, yeah. he's with Cameron Crowe. All he, Minority Report, Steven Spielberg. Yeah. Austin Powers in Goldmember. I don't know who directed that. <laughs> I also don't know. Um, and then Collateral, Michael Mann, which is probably Tom Cruise's best movie. I'm just going to say. Collateral's really good. <laughs> but, but the third one... Kind of cements the cast that continues for the next few. Okay, kind of like in Fast and the Furious in the way where you get to a point where you're just like, these are the people. He starts right. building a family. Right. Yeah, right, because mm-hmm. it's still Ving Rhames from the beginning, and that's sort of like his cornerstone as the person who's known him the longest. Yeah, and then tangentially, 
Michelle Moynihan, his wife, who you see from afar in one of the other ones. Like, you know, she's sort of like witness protection at that point. Mm -hmm. And then Simon Pegg continues. And then we get this new character, Rebecca Ferguson, and she was in the last movie and now she's in this movie. She's only two movies deep at this point. Right. Okay. But in the last movie... She kicks ass. Yeah. She's badass. Which is really fun to watch Mm because she also like kicks their ass, which is fun. Yeah. Until they team up. Yeah. You're sort of like, ah! It's interesting. Because she's British intelligence. uh, uh, Jack uh, Kalajewski, uh, another podcaster with us who had the uh, audacity audacity to see this movie without us that we have been waiting for and talking about for so long. Such a good trailer. It's such the a best. Uh, the best. It's the best trailer. I mean, it's definitely the most seen by us. I mean, Jack did want to be on this episode, but he had a surfer trip that he had to go on. Yeah, instead. he went. He went to the the the, the surfer con twenty eighteen. Surfer con twenty eighteen held in uh, the Jersey Shore, and he's just hitting. Was it the Jersey way. Shore? I thought it was a Jersey Shore. I thought he went to like Melbourne or something like that. And he was like, I got to catch a flight. Did he fly to New Jersey? That's such a Jack thing to do. He He flew to New Jersey from New York. Well, he was in England. He was seeing his boo-boo. And then he was just like, I got to, I got, this is fun. His boo-boo, not his baby. Yeah. No, I'm his baby. No, the baby. That's his baby. The baby is right here. here. (laughs) He's like, I got to, I got to go to SurfCon. I got to really clear my head. (laughs) I'm not in on this bit. (laughs) I got to clear my head. I have to. And there's also the modeling competition there, which, like, he's a shoe in this year. Of course. Yeah, as he, as he is every year. Hand yeah. model? Mm-hmm. And body. Oh, but thank you. The whole thing. Um, so maybe we'll hear some Jack opinions at some point in the near future. We'll see. Mm, possibly. Mm. But um, as I was saying before I started talking about how rude Jack is. More um, on that later. More on that later. Uh, it, it's This movie is... A big, a big like thing this year. Yeah, it's a very so now, big movie. Now transitioning into Mission Impossible Fallout, right? And right. We'll, we'll touch more on because I don't want to give too many specific plot details of the other ones in case people haven't seen them and they want to sure. check them out. Uh, but there's obvious ones that we're just not going to be able to get around, just like the fact that Michelle Monaghan is in it and she's in it more than other ones, which I think is the worst spoiler anybody can get before watching Mission Impossible. Is that 3. in the trailer? Because in Mission Impossible <laughs> Three. The best part of it is that you actually think that they kill his wife at some point and you're like, oh, oh my God, the stakes are up. And then it's a big reveal that they have. And you're like, where do we go from here? And it sucks because D had never seen Mission Impossible three and we watched three, four and five to get ready for this. Right. And uh, oh, and she was in the trailer. And she's in the trailer. And you're just like, Bleh. that kind of sucks. It really sucks because it's it's like one of the best, like intimate uh, tense it's a things ever, it's and a good Philip twist, Seymour yeah. Hoffman like nails it. It's the <clears> beginning <throat> of the movie, and then we flash back and we catch up, so you know right from the beginning that you're just like, ugh, like it. It, it, it removes all tension from it, mm-hmm. and it's kind of weird. And I always really liked that they that they kept kept uh, Michelle Monaghan out of the marketing of Ghost Protocol and Rogue Nation, and I was like, that's got to be out of respect, like out of respect for them. And, yeah. Uh, but then I watch them, and you realize like, oh. It's because they don't want you to know that they're in that one, blah, blah, blah. Mm. But Interesting. Yeah. Uh, it's the movie Fallout, I guess we should say, is a very good movie. 
It's very good. It's uh, a very good action movie. I think it's a lot of fun. I don't know if I feel it's a very good movie, but it's a lot of fun. I think it's very good. uh, So as someone, and like, you know, I don't want to cast too much judgment more so. I I can give reactions, but I don't want to cast too much judgment as a newcomer to the franchise. But I thought the movie was very visually stunning. I thought there was a lot of like... And, like, its use of sound and then times of lack of sound I thought was very interesting, especially for it's, an action movie. It's a very kinetic experience. Very kinetic experience. The editing is top-notch. Uh, the camera work is top-notch. And I do think that there's that's a true. lot of... I agree. I think there's a lot of times where it's very smart to not have characters talk. Because when they are talking, it's information, and it's just not as offensive in a movie like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, especially for someone like me where I'm just like... Yeah, I kind of need to know what's going on. Like the beginning right. of the movie is very exposition. Heavy, I was but very fine. I was very interested because this brings up a conversation that we've had about exposition in the past. Right. And there's a difference between exposition and an information dump. Yes. You guys don't like information dumps. No. Exposition is good. Exposition is good when done properly. Correct. Yeah, but when it's done improperly, it's an it's information. information. And I was really interested because I know at the beginning of. Every Mission Impossible yeah, movie, it's like, it's a lot. there is With the, the mission, mission. should you choose to accept it, yeah. and you get everything that you need, and it's great because you get to see how the character reacts to it, Ethan Hunt, and they do it in a different way every time, like one time it's at a phone booth, and one yeah. time it's like on a record. I mean, this is over the top, and we will get into specifics right. about it later, but it's, it's great. great. It's great. It's, there's yeah. a bunch of information to get, and they give it to you in what I think is a very kind of like a viscerally satisfying way with all the the holograms going up and over yeah. and you're getting like that's what they look like they're these three round balls and we're about to see those Fun over gadgets. again you know not getting yeah. too specific like right. you 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 it shows you and tells you everything you need to know while also giving you like a little bit of weight like i don't think it's a spoiler to say that like the the, the thing that the that the that the the mission briefing comes in is a copy of homer's the odyssey Oh, for this movie. For, for this movie. movie, yeah. I don't think it's a spoiler. No, I think and, it's, and that becomes a very big thematic yeah, weight. Telling of the movie. Uh, the, telling of Tom Cruise, yeah, Ethan Hunt. In the Hunt's. previous movie, it was vinyl, and I don't remember if it was a specific one. Mm. I don't think that. I don't think so. I think it was just like given to him, and yeah. it was just like set but to it, the side. It's kind of cool that it comes in different, yeah, different yeah. methods. I, I like, like the idea, and like I kind of like picked up on that. That I was just like, I think this is how. They all do it. Right. Like, even without seeing the other movies, I was just like, I think this is not like a information dump as much as just like a stylistic choice where they're just like, how are we going to tell them the mission this time? And, yeah. I, and I think that's really great. And I, and it, it is very really well. stylistic. And that's one of the things that, you know, was so interesting about this series and why Tom Cruise came up with the idea of having a different director every time. Yeah. And not just a different director, but a prolific director, whether mm-hmm. very well known or just getting started. And, um, it's because like there's all of these things that go into a Mission Impossible movie. There's the mission statement. This this will this uh, will self destruct in five seconds. And yeah. there's like all the set pieces. Mm-hmm. There's all of the the opening credits always have like a the the theme song, and then it's it's a wick, and you go through the. Are they always like a trailer for the movie? Yes. Well, they started doing that. I they think in like Ghost Protocol. I yeah. think they started. Okay, I but thought I it was, might be wrong. I don't I was, like it. I don't know if I like we should save this for spoilers. They actually but might do that in all of them now that I think about it. Which well, I kind of first one? I think so. I think they kind of go I through can't and remember. they hit all of the beats. Kind of spoilery. In a, in a way they do, but they it goes so fast that it's only spoilery if you're really paying attention to it and at that fault that's the contract you're signing. I also think 
in this particular instance, uh, listen, if you really like the Mission Impossible Fallout trailer, they put it in the movie. Because that's like just what it is. If you're really into it, if you're really into shotgun fists, that's true. It's right there. We're gonna we're gonna talk about it. Yeah, that's true. Um, but I think we're ready to get into spoilers. Um, so you guys, as longtime Mission Impossible fans, recommend this movie. Yeah, you gotta know. You gotta know what happens. Oh, this is one of the biggest movies of the year, just like by pop culture. It was a lot yeah. of fun. Be in on the conversation. I will say negative. Anything negative I have to say about the movie is that I think that it overstays its welcome. It's a little long. It's a little long. It's two hours and 24 minutes long. They could have tightened it up. They could have tightened it up, but also at the same time, that would have meant that they... Because really, the movie is very tight. There's really kind of nothing in there besides overextended set pieces, which is the whole point Mm -hmm. of the movies. There's long action sequences, so I guess you could have made them slightly shorter, but but I don't don't know. Like, see, that's the thing. It's like, like, I will will take... All of the set pieces at their full length, plus all of the exposition and character studying in between, even if it's two hours and 24 minutes. But I did find myself that by the time we got to the what was obviously the third act, because these right. are very cookie cutter movies. Like you oh, can yeah. you can see the separation of the acts. You, you know when you're in the middle of yeah. the movie. Yeah. And They're it's moving like, from one phase of their mission to the yep. next. You can yeah. tell you're like, there is another half hour of this movie right now. And I'm excited to see what happens. Mm-hmm. But I've got to be honest with you. Getting a little tired, getting right. getting a little getting a little bored, yeah. even if it's a, yeah. an exciting visceral experience. Yeah, like, it, was a, it, it slowed down in, at a certain point. I yeah. don't mind a two hour movie. I like a good two hour movie. It's when you start reaching that two and a half hours, I'm like, is there really a reason for it to feel this epic in length? Yeah. And with Mission Impossible, I don't really think it is. I think they just wanted to put so much into this movie, and I like everything that they did put in. Well, maybe we'll be able to unpack that a little bit more when we get into spoilers. Yeah. Um, That's fair. As someone who has not seen any of the previous movies, do I recommend seeing this movie in the theater? Fuck yeah. Yeah, uh, I totally. definitely go to the movies and see it. Just sound. go see it in the theater. It's, it sounds... I cannot go over the sound. There's some specific moments we'll go into, but uh, I it's do a, the movies. It's a good crowd movie, too, even though we didn't have a good crowd. We didn't have a great crowd, but we were all together and we're having fun. But it's like, very everybody, visual. Everybody yeah. was outspoken. Like We were laughing. They were laughing. Their People were kind of cheering. Like, ooh, like, or you were like, we had tons of votes. We're like, oh man. Yeah. Um, I totally recommend seeing this movie. And if you're worried about like, you know, not following what's going on, I have faith in you. Yeah. I figured it out just fine. Yeah, I mean, I think if you wanted to, you could watch the previous movie. I don't feel like I, you have to watch all the other movies. If you're trying to do because, some homework, I think the yeah. last one probably makes the most sense. Yeah, probably. Also, yeah. because mostly the characters are fun, and you'll like start to like them, and then you'll see this new movie, and you'll be like, oh, yeah, these guys again. Awesome. Yeah. All right, so we're going to take a break. At, oh, oh I, I think... Jack actually just sent us a uh, recording of his thoughts about the movie from SurfCon, so we'll be able to hear some of that. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, that's he, great. Did he take all the time that it would require to be able to sit down and record uh, talking about a movie that he screwed us over on? Well, we'll find out. Uh, will we? Because I'm not going to play it. Well, then I'll play it. All right, we'll be... Wait, wait you're going to play it? I'm going to play it. No, don't play it. I'm going to play I it. I edit this. I'm going to make you do it. I get to decide whether or not this goes in. All right. We're going to be right back. Burge and I are going to have a fight. We're going to flip a coin. We're going to... Oh, fuck. All right. We're going to flip gonna, a coin. I'm going to drink the rest Which was of the one line. of the best lines in the movie, too, which we'll talk Save about. Save it. Okay. Save it. All right. We'll be right back with our impressions and spoilers on Mission Impossible Fallout. Fuck! Mission Impossible. Uh... Mission Impossible. Uh, Tom Cruise. What did they make like? 
five or six of those movies now. I think there's a sixth one, a new one. John Woo did the second one. That was weird. Tom Cruise had long hair. Uh, but this one, Fallout, new one. Uh, Tom Cruise did a lot of stunts. He jumped out of that plane. I think he broke, like, both his ankles or something. Uh, uh, Henry Cavill, he's in it now. He's pretty good. Way better than Superman. He's got that mustache that they had to CGI off his face in Superman. It was kind of weird. His face looked all fucked up. Uh, I don't know. The stunts are cool. I like it when Henry Cavill did his arm thing. Cocked his hands like guns. It's in the trailer. Pretty cool. I don't know. Whatever. Welcome back to Hot Takes. We're talking about Mission Impossible Fallout, that Tom Cruise joint. Uh, this is the spoiler part of the episode. If you've gotten this far, we're going to talk about... Who dies? Who dies? I'm not <laughs> going to say... we're going to be very nice and, <laughs> and give at least 60 seconds. Oh, okay. Where we talk about other stuff. Oh, uh, not just you guys? Uh, silence for 60 Who seconds. Dies? You're killing me. Yeah, so... Uh, I mean, I guess, you know, if uh, we've already kind of mentioned it before, uh, Jeremy Renner is not in this movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jeremy Renner, as I was saying before, he was meant to kind of pass the baton. They dropped that in Ghost Protocol. Is he dead? I don't know. He's in Rogue Nation. (laughs) Weird. And uh, as like, you know, his character and his character does not die. True. At the end of that movie. But he's not in this one at all. And he's not in this one at all. He wasn't in the marketing, which I thought was really fucking weird. And I was like, they're trying to trick me. Like, the, I was they're like, he's going to show yeah. up in the beginning. He's busy. And I thought that that was going to be the whole thing. Like, I had an idea of in the beginning when it, when you, you, you're possible, like Luther might die, the Ving Rhames character. Yeah. I was like... I thought something like that was going to happen where like they were going to bust out Jeremy Renner because in the trailer, that is one of the best things ever made. Uh-huh. They say you made a difficult choice in Berlin. You chose the a life of one over many and now we're suffering for it. And right. I thought that it was going to be, they had Jeremy Renner's character and that the beginning of the movie, the cold open was going to be them trying to save him and that they weren't able to. And that kind of sets the stakes kind of in the same way that infinity war has a death very early on that kind of sets the stakes, makes the bad guy real yeah. and makes you go like, wow, anybody could die. Cause they- that's a thing that's actively present in this movie is you kind of feel like any of these characters can die at any moment, whether they're the good guys or the bad guys. Well, without explaining any spoiler territory just yet, um, they do a good job of the trailer making you think certain things are going to happen and yeah. then unpacking that in the movie and none of them were what I thought was going to happen from the trailer. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. big job, block, guys. Big good blockbuster job. movies That's are getting good. like that. I mean, Infinity I Wars trailer. That doesn't always work out, though. Infinity Wars trailer specifically put things in there to misdirect people. Yeah. That's fair, but it doesn't always work. It doesn't always work, yeah. no, but I think it's actually kind of cool because it's like, you could have the argument that's like, it's false advertising. I thought I was going to go see this and it's yeah. like, no, but they're no, just doing little tiny tweaks it's like to make you like not false. really know. I don't think it's false advertisement at all because I do think the trailer is not supposed to tell you what happens in the movie. It's supposed to be a tone piece yeah. of itself. Absolutely. Enticing. Yeah, exactly. It's just yeah. like, what am I going to expect by seeing this movie? If you want to get into a false advertisement discussion, 
maybe certain horror films could give mm. you that perspective. Yeah. But that's a different conversation for another yeah, podcast. Yeah, that's... that's- that's horror is a hard one. Of course, it's a different a color. One. It's a tough one yeah. because <laughs> the best horrors are very surreal. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you get trailers for things like The Conjuring or the new Saw movie. Those are telling you exactly what they are. Right. Not that I don't like the Saw movies or the Conjuring movies, as a matter no, of fact. That's not what you're saying. I yeah. like them a lot. I think that they are a lot even of fun. The, uh, even like the Purge movies and stuff like that. You kind of know what right, you're getting yeah, into. You get, yeah. you get it. Yeah. It's more stuff like the heady shit, like the A24 horror stuff. Things like right, that. Right, 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 yeah. Right. Recommend seeing that. It's a good movie that came out this year. Um, <clears throat> so spoilers. Spoilers. Yeah, who dies, Robbie? <laughs> uh, Alec Baldwin dies. Yeah. He's kind of the big death, though. Oh, and he I guess Henry, Henry Cavill, I imagine, dies. Yes. Oh, yeah. I was yeah. kind of upset. Cause I, I kind of wanted them to, as someone who's like, I'm ready to watch all of the Mission Impossibles now. I was like, I kind of wanted them to keep they really, Henry Cavill. They really set him up towards the end Whoa. there to be like a returning guy. What with like the scar ring yeah, and all yeah. of that stuff. Yeah. I was hoping you that. You don't see his body. I was hoping uh, that the, no, no, no. The hook. I was like, oh, maybe the hook will come down and it'll grab his jacket and it'll pull him down with the helicopter. The head. That shit crushes his head. All and right. He you is. guys just went full spoiler. Well, yeah, we're in the spoilers. We gave, right. we gave them a minute. We gave yeah. them a minute. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Everybody but, here now is like, they've seen the movie and we, they're in. Yeah. And if they haven't, oh well, shame on you. So yeah. talking about sound in Thanks the movie, the I think the most, thank you. I think the most like disturbing sound, and there's a few, is Henry Cavill getting his fucking head crushed. Gross. Mm-hmm. I yeah. was just like, oh my God. Or yeah. Henry Cavill crushing other people's heads because this boy likes to punch. He's big. He's yeah, a big man. He's, he's a beefcake in this movie. I would have liked, you know, as someone, I, I know we're kind of like straying away from the specific movie, but I kind of wish that like him as this big imposing figure of like strength, he could be a villain in the next movie oh, who's yeah. like very weakened mm-hmm. and he has to use more than the strength. Ah. But, I, I really like what Henry Cavill's character, which is one of my favorite parts of the movie, how they kind of... It's always been a known thing that they kind of uh, try to hide the fact that Tom Cruise is so small. They try yeah. and make him the same height as the actress that's his love interest. Henry Cavill is bigger than him. They frame him, they frame him yeah. to be bigger than he actually is. And Henry Cavill is a very big man. In, and in this movie, not just in physicality, but like yeah. the way uh, McQuarrie chooses to frame him, yeah. especially in relation with Tom Cruise well, in the same threat, room. he's a and he's imposing. He's, he's a supposed brick to be. wall. It's yeah. like the very first time we're introduced to his character. It's Tom Cruise is standing behind his boss and Henry Cavill is standing behind his boss, uh, played by Angela Bassett, who- Bassett. Bassett. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I always thought she. I always thought there was like a little bit of French in there. What's love got to do with it? Um, and they are. She has that great line where she says, "You prefer to use a scalpel, the precision use a hammer. of Tom Cruise." And she's like, "I prefer a hammer." And they cut to Henry Cavill, and he's just like <laughs> standing there with his eyes think, crossed. Yeah, I think that might be like my favorite line in the movie. I don't think that like there's too much like there's one line that you really like. There's not great dialogue. There's not a ton. Oh, and, like, I no. I think I mean, there are good lines. I don't yeah. think there's great dialogue. You're not going to this for constant. It's not a talkie. It's not a talkie. There are fun takeaway lines. I 
insanely disagree. Get into it. I think that in action movies, one of the best parts of action movies are the one-liners. Okay, one-liners. Yes, that's not not dialogue. Dialogue dialogue. Dialogue is is back and forth. Okay, I get it. All right, all right. So with the dialogue, yeah, with the exposition, stuff like that, I also think that this story has a very good... uh, Action movies always have good one-liners. It's not a tumor. Has a very good (laughs) undercurrent uh, redemption story that almost all of like the like the talking heads moments of it where it's just people talking to each other in a room, very close shots and stuff like that. I think it's meant to be like, this is very serious and we don't know who's going to make it out of this. And I think it builds that tension so that when we get to the third act, we actually do believe that, are they about to kill Simon Pegg? Is he about to fucking die right yeah. here? The stakes. I, I was convinced for I, a minute or two. There's a few characters where, especially because I didn't have too much attachment to any of them, I was like, they, that person might fucking die. I, did, <laughs> I definitely thought they were going to kill somebody off. I thought this was the movie where they were going to remove one of the team members, whether yeah. it was going to be Rebecca Ferguson or Simon Pegg. I, I mean, thought I one of them was going to die at the mm-hmm. end Has of Alec movie. Baldwin always been in the movies? No, well, see, this he's is, recent. Uh, this, really? is, this is what's interesting, and that's the point I was getting to with... Uh, he looked good, by the way. P.S. Very good. Very svelte, good. Alec. Very he does. Good. Look you good. looked good. Uh, it's the dialogue. Them using the dialogue in this movie. Mm-hmm. You know how when somebody says something to a character when you're getting towards the end of a movie, or even in the beginning, where they're just like, "Well, you know, like I'd I'd do anything for you, right?" And it's like, yeah, I know that. You're like, oh, something's probably going to happen. Chekhov's problem. This movie is doing that yeah. with every <laughs> single character. Yeah. So that. If any character did die in the end, it wouldn't feel like a shoe in or a cop out. It would feel earned because all of these characters are kind of closing their loop, so to speak, of like if they do go, it would be you would feel it and it would have weight and purpose behind it. And that's why I think the dialogue is really good, because you um, don't really notice that that is actually what they're doing while they're just giving you information about the story. Okay, I was going to say, you know, when you guys were mentioning Henry Cavill, can we touch on, like, I didn't love the fact that so early on they give you reason to suspect something's off about him. I felt like they should have held those cards a little closer you got, to your chest. The, the, like, what, specifically. Okay, I know, so yeah. specifically. I agree with you. We yeah, see yeah. this awesome fight scene in the bathroom where they intercept the person that originally Tom Cruise is going to make him a face mask John, like he always John does. Lark, which is not John Locke. Yeah, not John I, Locke. I, I like, are you John saying, Locke. Are you saying John Locke? Yeah. Are you trying to make the a white, thing? The white pebble. The black pebble. The black pebble. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. it... You, uh, you know, he's going to make his rubber mask like he does in all the other movies. And then... Love the, all that, by the way. Right. That oh, stuff is great. That stuff's really fun. So yeah. you should go back and watch some of the older I'm ones, in, especially Philip it. Seymour Hoffman one. Awesome. Good. Um, rubber mask is fun. And Simon Pegg gets to do it a lot. But, also, I'm also But Tom Cruise that. does it too. Also, but yeah, specifically mm-hmm. him uh, taking the cell phone off that guy who's dead. Yeah. And then we know the screen is broken. And then later on, we see Henry Cavill bring a nice cell phone with not a broken screen and give it to Angela Bassett from CIA, his boss in the CIA. Right. Trying to frame Ethan Hunt's character. Yeah. So, it's... Uh, I wish they had waited a little bit more. I wish they waited. And also when he kind of like... When there's a, the middle point of the, the midpoint of the movie where there's just like, hey, do you guys like twists and betrayals? Because we got 700 of them right now. Now, I, I, I heard you giggle at that, but that is also something that if you. Those are happens, sort of the norm. If you've been watching the other one, that is another thing that always happens, and they handled this one very well. Sure. This one was pretty good. 
I was when when Simon Pegg got his like face his fake face ripped off. I was I was surprised. So yeah, it worked, it worked on me. It did. My only issue in like that there's a. I was laughing because it was just so ridiculous. Yeah, they are, they it are is ridiculous. ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, they are pretty And again, ridiculous. we've got to remember that this is a show that is based on a very old, very cheesy show where this is a movie, movie based, based on a very show. old, cheesy show where every episode they did shit like this. Well, like, it I was always of, about... I kind of like that Henry Cavill's character kind of references that. Like, it's kind of self-aware. Like, he's like, oh... The movie is very self-aware. He's like, oh, you're going to make another stupid mask? You know, like, he's kind of teasing that. It's good dialogue. That's okay, okay. Well, so, like, like, you know, a dialogue choice issue I may have had is, like, when he's yelling at Solomon, right? Oh, Solomon. the villain. Well, Simon Sol- Pegg Simon Pegg is disguised yeah. as Solomon. He's yelling at him. He's just like, well, that's why I did all this. And that's why yeah. I wrote that letter. That's why I wrote that letter. And yeah. like, he's like yelling that. And that's when I was kind of like, all right, all you're right. making him like, kind of like, you're going zero to 60 on making him more interesting, but you're not really selling me on it. And then when you're going to kill him off later, it's like, okay, you just made this character so much more interesting with this backstory we're never gonna get and i i'm not saying like yeah they, no you're you're not wrong there's an argument there i mean i also feel like i'm sounding like the snoke apologist as well but uh <laughs> you know and i don't want to say that either snoke um like i don't think i need a whole movie explaining why henry cavill is bad but it was just it was a lot at once and i think that's a moment of information dump that i wasn't like super into because it's not like when snoke died it was just like Kyler was like hey by the way you came from this planet and you used to be rich and now you're a dark force user and now you're dead true he just killed him yeah. Which is different. I think. Right. So right. Th- those are some of like some choices I didn't like agree with. But when it comes to spectacle, which is what trumps kind of all of these other things in the movie. Totally. All that shit works super good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The action sequences were awesome. Yeah. You always get to go to cool locations in these movies. That's kind mm-hmm. of fun. Yeah. It's I mean, it's it's Tom Cruise's James Bond series. It yeah. is. It like, is. He gets 100%. to do all that stuff. And, you know, uh, in that comparison, I think like, you know, the best scene in this movie, the fight in the bathroom. Yeah. You think that was the best scene in the movie? I think that that is one of the most viscery please, viscerally pleasing things. It was great, things. but I was actually way more impressed with the helicopter sequences oh, sure. than no, I anticipated. No, they're, they're all great. No, I, I just, know, but I like, really based like, on the preview, I thought your, the bathroom your, was going to be the pinnacle. I really, I like It the, happens very early in the movie. It does. It happens way earlier I like the I intimacy of that fight scene. That's just sure. close spot, the white and them, like just like, and it's yeah, Henry yeah. Cavill just like destroying this person, but this person also like that really being really held his way own. more than they can handle. Yeah. yeah, he kept throat punching them. Like mm-hmm. it's gonna, it's gonna slow you down. You get that could crush your windpipe. Oh, that yeah. could kill you. And that's what he's yeah. trying to do. I think. Uh, yeah. Well, they needed to get like an outside gun woman to stop the fight. I think some of my, I think my, my favorite scene in the movie, all the car chases and all that stuff is great. It's awesome. Yeah, totally. Every action scene sets a, a bar for sure. But my personal favorite, which is a matter of taste, is just everything that happens in the club. Oh, I, I love like so like the bathroom scene included, yeah. but like then when they have the fight with the, where the broker is having the fight with the knife in there yes. too, oh, yeah. yeah, and then just the visuals of the club itself when they're leaving yeah. that like mirror hallway, yep, they're like John Wick esque to me. That um, was very John Wick esque. Totally. very you very need cool. you need to check out uh, Rogue Nation has probably like one of the best action set pieces of all of the movies. Which is played very slow, very patient, shot so well, and it takes place at an opera house. Oh, right. Where there's like, mm. there's like two snipers doing two different things while our character is also 
while Tom Cruise character is also going in to try and figure out what's going on. And you slowly start to see them all kind of come together in this like final big like little bout that's like so much fun. That is very good sequence. Yeah. yeah. It's great. I mean, I think the movie does a really good job of having action with tension. Sure. You know, yeah, because yeah. you care about the characters. You care about the characters, but also like they, it does communicate a sense of that they are constantly escaping trouble by the skin of their teeth. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the, uh, like, Rebecca Ferguson on the motorcycle in this movie was great, but you should, really good. you would probably really enjoy the previous movie because that has awesome epic yeah. motorcycle action I mean, my favorite, with her, and she's great. I love the motorcycle stuff. I think my favorite part of her being just on the motorcycle is like when she's going down the, uh, like the hallway of pillars. Oh, and you just totally. see her reflecting against her, and you can yeah. hear the sound too, of it. Like, I was yeah. just like, this is so she's cool. Kinda, yeah, she's sneaking ahead of them. That, that's a great sequence. It's cool. Or even just, uh, you know, Tom Cruise being on the motorcycle, uh, going the opposite of uh, traffic in a roundabout which oh, saying that sentence at the Chandelier that's like a gives really me famous so roundabout much anxiety I've, I've been in, in that in a car that somebody else was driving and that are watching there, that was so fucking are there stressful. lanes there in, are lanes but it's like three lanes three it's like lanes a in big a roundabout. roundabout it's like the main intersection in Paris it's, that just seems like a bad idea it's scary I don't know yeah yeah roundabouts are weird they are weird well, it's like in Jersey, you can't make left turns. They're just like, go on this half circle. Yep. And then you can go. It's like, wow. Good times. Not into it. Nope. <laughs> <sighs> the movie's very exciting. Um, but how do we feel about... Mm, how do we feel about like this story, Insular to Mission Impossible? Like, does it continue the previous one really well? Does the beats that it hits kind of fulfill a lot of the beats that maybe left for a sequel? This movie ties up really, and we'll get focused on the end and what we think for the continuation of the franchise later. Right. But like, this movie has a lot of kind of like very neat, yeah. very kind of like tied bows, I think. Having not seen the previous movie, what did you think of the Solomon Lane villain? Because he's really. The big villain of the He's previous great. movie. I definitely would have liked him more, I think, if I had more of, like, Backstory. what they set up on yeah. him. But, like, yeah. him being just, like, uh, he's an anarchist, which I got. Him yeah. just kind of being, like, he's trying to fulfill a very, like, you know, he's trying to fulfill chaos. He's he's much like a Joker in that way. And this Try- movie, yeah. very kind of, he reminds me a lot of the Joker in this movie, especially because he's, like, bound like a lunatic most of the time. Mm-hmm. And also, like... Everyone kind of wants him. He's like he's he's like the visible MacGuffin of the movie, sure. for this, especially in the first like two acts of it. Yeah. Uh, so I and I think his character's great, and he's very threatening. Like he, if you don't believe that anyone's gonna die when he's fighting them, because he's so brutal and he's so yeah, he's like the he's wild a wild card. card. Yeah, exactly. he's like you're like oh that guy's crazy. His, so like, he his, doesn't care if he dies. He's just gonna kill you. His fight scene at the end. So the thing about like the Joker fight scenes, or at least in like the Christopher Nolan ones, when he fights, like Joker fights dirty. He's like I'll totally. get a fucking crowbar and kick you in the balls. Yeah, I'm using but, this pencil. Exactly. But this guy, <laughs> so that's what makes him crazy. But this guy, like you know, he's dangerous because like he he knows how to fight. Yep. So he's not like a dog back into a corner. He's just like no, I know kung fu. Right. I don't think going to do some kung fu. Yeah, because he's supposed to be ex uh, MI6. So he's also supposed to have been British intelligence. Which makes sense why he. Well, it makes sense for his character to be like, I'm going super anarchy because I saw the inner workings of all this stuff. Right. Um, My main question watching the movie is just like, how come uh, Ethan Ethan Hawk? Not Ethan Hawk. I love Ethan Hawk. Ethan Hunt. uh, How come he. 
has not defected yet. I feel like he's they set up. It's like he's had every reason. to Well, not that's do the it. that's the joke that they make in this one is that in every single Mission Impossible movie, maybe with the exception of the second one, which is yeah. a, pretty much just a straight up mission sequel. Yeah, it's a lot like uh, he, he defects sort of. It's a lot like he Bond. goes rogue. It's yeah. a lot like Bond in all of the Craig movies, mm-hmm. where he goes rogue in every movie. Yeah, he has the mission, but he does it his own way. Yeah, he doesn't it, do it, it according always, to the rules. It always gets turned on him, where he's like, now you need to choose. Like, you know, like if you die or anything, they're going to say like, yeah. They're gonna they're gonna denounce the fact that they even knew what you were doing, or something yeah. goes wrong and they're gonna pin it on you. Yeah, and then they, it, it gets your fault. It gets to yeah. the point where they do pin it on him, right. and then he's just like, "I'm going rogue," you know. Yeah. And so that's kind of making fun of it at this point, where it's like, now you've got the CIA has put a like dog on you, a watcher, yeah. to be like. If you go rogue, like Alec Baldwin says that, he's yeah. like, he's here in case you go rogue, because you go rogue all the time, and dude. He's going to kill and you. And you can't keep yeah. doing it. He's a hitman. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, li- I like having the watchdog approach to it. Um, but I, I you know, I kind of want to talk about the, the twisty tourney scene that happens in the midpoint of the movie, mm. where everyone just starts fighting. I, I didn't really understand like the CAA boss kind of being like, I'll just end you guys. Right. Well, See ya. Yeah. This is Please. this is very important. In Rogue Nation, Alec okay. Baldwin's character is uh, investigating him. Is like a big head of the CIA. Okay. And he is trying to dismantle the IMF, which is the Impossible Mission Force, which is the name of the. <laughs> there's so a reason silly. they say IMF yeah. instead of that. Space right. Force. Mm-hmm. Space Force. And. By the end of it, he he realizes like, oh my god, these guys are very important and very integral, and we need them. And yeah. then he gives up his he gives up his spot to become the secretary of them, which is always like the leader. And there's always a different secretary in all of the movies. So he's only but he's been on. He's for two the now. only one that's been on for two. That's why it's, it's a big like, deal it's, when they it's kill him. Kind of like he's M and James Bond. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's why it's a big deal when they kill him because he's the secretary at the end of Rogue Nation. And he continues to be in this one for a time. And then he is yeah. the secretary in this one. And you're Plus like, wow, that- they finally found their M. They finally found the guy that's going to do it. And it's like, well, no, they kill him. I mean, th- the fact that in the beginning he like goes to bat for Ethan and he says like, you might think that, you know, what you did is a weakness, but I think that's why you're good. Part of that made me think, like, oh, I guess probably not well, going to work out. Yeah, I think the idea is that, you know, Ethan's character, and they say it a few times in the movie, is that he cares about individuals and yeah. he, he's not going to sacrifice. About his team yeah, he's not going to sacrifice one person. Yeah. Even, even when there's a scene where. Uh, the cop stops them when they're opening up the garage door. That scene's amazing. One of the best it scenes in the movie. That is like... Yeah. That's like to stop... Like this like power train of a movie and that just is just going at stop. 80 miles an hour to just like stop with this physical abrupt stop. Yeah. And it's like, what's going to happen? And is Henry see, Cavill going to shoot her? Right. What's going to happen? And is you Tom see everyone's face. Like this? Simon Pegg's face is just like, oh no. Ah, yeah. What do we do? Well, I think, you know, yeah. they... I wish they dove into it more, but they they sprinkle it on there when they show uh, Ethan having kind of a a flash forward or a kind of like a fever dream of him killing cops and him doing what he needs to do. If he goes along with the plan that they're presenting to him. And he's just like, I'm going to He's like, I'm going to end up having to kill innocent people. And I guess like maybe at this point in the game, it's like 
it would be totally out of character to make him do something like that. I but, thought uh, they might. It's I really thought so of, too. I feel like unbelievable that he hasn't done that yet, or at least make a mistake. Well, he's know? the hero. Yeah. He's the hero in a escapist well, action yeah. film. Like you know? Robbie yeah. just said, like just innocent bystander that he feels guilty about. Like it's surprising yeah. that that hasn't happened yet. I would have liked I mean, to I see guess him. This was it? But. Yeah, like not to see him go through with his fever dream and, and kill the cops. It's not necessarily what I'm saying, but maybe him. You know, kind of like in uh, Civil War, where uh, Scarlet Witch does something that right. causes so much collateral damage, but in the heat of the moment, she's like, this is the right choice. Totally. And I think totally. that uh, even just watching this movie, I could tell, I'm like, if the, if this late in the game, they haven't given him something like that, that's something I would really like to see. I think sure. I think he's more concerned with the, the outward action of doing it. I think that, you know, th- the dude's been in, like, the world's gonna end situations five times over before. Yeah. There has been collateral damage in the big fights that he's done, but I don't, I think that he knows that that's kind of part of the job and where he can hold it back. Yeah. He, he, he thinks it's like, it's kind of like his responsibility to make sure as the least amount of innocent people die yeah. in all these situations that he's in. And so the idea of directly having to shoot somebody to be able to maintain his being undercover is not is like movie. not something yeah. that he's well, it is a question that the movie is bringing up to him. This guy that's been involved in this thing for in this job for so long, has this ever come up? How does he feel about it? And if he was forced to actually face it, what yeah. would he do? And he's, he's dealing with, I guess, Rogue Nation presents, from what I gathered, like, a f- he has, he's dealing with a failure, a fallout, something from the previous movie that he, you know, by most has considered to fuck up by letting the uranium go to save somebody. So, I guess the, the I guess that could be the, but the thing is, we as the audience know that he made the right call. Yeah. Or, right. or led to feel yeah. that way. Yeah, I mean, the whole movie, Fallout is the whole movie, uh, is, a, is, is thematically about a man who... Make has to make a make very hard decisions every day, yeah. And when he holds the life of one over the millions that could be at stake, whether they are good people or bad people, he's kind of like he's wrestling with that idea. And like the fact that he doesn't kill Solomon Lane at the end of Rogue Nation, and that yeah. he d- in- instead decides to create this elaborate elaborate plot to capture him and like question him and hold him. That's the very beginning of this movie. It's just like you should have killed me, because like because Ethan I'm making this is, a lot harder for Ethan you is very yeah. afraid yeah, of this I'm guy. Come after you. That he's like he's yeah. going to get away and he's going to come after me. Yeah. He knows who I am. Yeah, he's gonna destroy everyone. Yeah. You it's love. a lot, and like I don't mean to keep bringing up the Dark Knight, but like the Solomon Lane character just really no, reminds it, me of Joker. No, it does. Yeah, no, totally. But I think that's like you know kind of that's what, why he's uh, one of the better villains. Yeah, exactly. I mean the yeah. scene where they're breaking him out, like even to the point of like a bunch of like armored trucks going down underneath. Yeah, it's very there. No, you're right. But I guess kind of my point is. It's been ten years though. They can do it again. That's fine. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not mad at him. No, for no, no. It. I'm saying it's good. I think it's a good <laughs> yeah. thing. But I think that uh, it's it's almost like we got like the like Dark Knight Rises should have been a Joker movie as well. Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. it should have been a continuation of just like because you didn't kill me and because that you just gave me the literally the prison that everyone breaks out of all the time because right. I guess the doors are fucking open. It's Batman. <laughs> like uh, thou. Like I think that's what it, that would have been. What Dark Knight Rises could have been. It was like. A villain who you thought you conquered who comes back like right. thirsty now. Totally. And I think don't, that's what this character Don't they is. also have that same shot in the Dark Knight where like a car hits like a 
armored uh, <coughs> yeah. police vehicle. While he's got his arms some, tied. Off something yeah. into the water. Is it, in the, yeah. is it in the water? I think it hits it off into the water. I think there's like it an exact same shot. It could be in that total like, tunnel scene. There's, yeah. there's a lot of, and like also like, you know, action happening during the day. Like it's very reminiscent of like the opening of the Dark Knight as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. Um, and all that stuff works and keep doing it. So at the end of this movie, did you guys like for like a half second <laughs> when Tom Cruise is like clutching the side of that cliff, they have like the sun hitting for like two seconds. I, I thought fooled. the bomb went off. Oh, yeah. that's what they do on yeah. purpose. Yes. Yeah. I, I it looks like he didn't get to the top in time. Yeah. And he's like staring at I was it. Like, and then wow, you see, did he's they like, just kill his <laughs> whole fucking team and they're just gonna be like new cast next movie. I mean, I was thinking and the thing <laughs> is like I think with movies like this the thing is, the next movie would have to kind of be Tom Cruise's last if they're going to do something like that. Yeah. If they're going to pass do, the torch. Who fucking knows? He's kicking ass right now. He is kicking ass. I, that's why I don't think that's what's happening. He also happening, looks the same. Well, because he made a deal with the devil. He drinks the juice of baby unicorns. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Keeps yeah. him young forever. But I think I, I was fooled by that scene as well. Yeah. So like that half For second. For just like a just half like, second. I was like, there. oh man, they failed. It's good framing. It's yeah. too late. Yeah. And then no. you're like, oh, no way. Of course, he spits out the stupid thing. Um... And that's fine. I don't. I, so the thing is, like, I'm fine with that ending as well. Yeah. But I would have been interesting in kind of like your pitch of like the next movie, him totally. being like, maybe he's just like, I defected. Yeah. I'm pissed off, and now I'm just out for like blood. He makes a new team, but he's kind of like old man Ethan, where he's just like, right. I don't really give a fuck. But maybe we're all obsessed. Maybe I'm just very obsessed with that narrative at this point. That is, I like the old man. I don't give a fuck. I understand. It's great. That's why we like Logan. This true. series kind of has true. this series kind of has a hamper where they can't do anything like that because that's what they do in the first one. Uh, in the very first one, I Ethan see. Hunt goes on a mission in the beginning of the movie and like Emilio Estevez and John Voight are on his team. Mm-hmm. And it's all these like kind of like well-known actors and stuff and they're all going out and totally mission, forgot about that mission impossible and then about <laughs> and then about 40 minutes in they all die they all get killed in this mission uh, and it's revealed dude, that totally it's, re- forgot it's that. revealed that imf was convinced that they had a mole and that it was on tom cruise's team who's he's just like a member of yeah and uh, he's not the leader and they were like, we figured that if we created this distraction and we did this, that uh, the mole would try to kill all of the members and whoever was left over alive would be uh, our mole. And Tom Cruise is the only one that makes it out alive. And so they think he's the mole. So he's going rogue. Uh, and he has to try and put together a new team. That's how he gets Ving Rames, And he okay. like puts together a new team to try and like counteract this and figure out what's going on. So you really can't do it. It's like his origin story. So you really can't like, I mean, you can, but you can kind of see why they might want to try and like stay away from. No, that's a very good point. You know, and and, and if they are going to do it, they're not going to do it at the end to lead into a new one. They're going to do that as the beginning of the movie where that's what the movie's about. Is that he does do a time jump. He does a mission. He's like, we do this all the time. We'll make it. And then they don't. And now he has to deal with the guilt of all of that. Like that's an interesting movie. I think this like, you know, we live in a time where we like to see our heroes fail and become interesting. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that he, well, yeah, because then they have to find their way out exactly, and then they have to become yeah. heroes again. And yeah. I think that with you know the Ethan character seems just like I really like that he's not a patriot necessarily. He's True. just someone who wants to help people. And I like that a lot. Yeah. yeah, and I think that you know he just doesn't have that many flaws. And I think that's just kind of my not issue, not like my issue. Like I, I'm not leaving the movie being like I wish he fucking fucked I something mean, up. I mean, that's but a good metaphor for Tom Cruise. 
Yeah. Like, on the surface level, mm-hmm. is that he doesn't seem like he has a lot of flaws. Yeah, and, and I he's think trying that, to appeal to a lot of audiences. And if this movie is the baby, yeah. is his baby, then he's trying to probably, like, kind of keep that motif going, which yeah. is understandable. He's such a good avatar, like, for the audience. Oh, yeah. Like, you can just impress yourself on him. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, Diana, you can speak to it, like, with the, the difference in gender. I don't know if maybe it's just a male thing that... You look at that and it's like, I don't want to be Tom Cruise at all. But when I watch Tom Cruise movies, especially later on in his career, where he's just like this kind of action vehicle in and of himself, it's just so easy for me to be like, yeah, I'm, I'm Tom Cruise right now in this movie. Like, yeah, let's go guys. Come on. Let's, let's get it. Do you not feel like Tom Cruise is Diana? I mean, like you really root for him, even yeah, though you don't want him to die. You let, are let, rooting let me, for him. Let me, let me kind of they like, are fun. Let me kind of like bring it down to a simpler term to like kind of explain what I'm talking about. In this movie, I constantly forget that the, that the character is Ethan Hunt. Uh, it's, you just, Tom it's Tom Cruise. Cruise. It's, I, yeah, okay. Yeah, I, you I know, understand I agree that. 100%. I, that's what I mean. Yeah, I understand where, that. I'm like, this is Tom having fun. That's very hard yeah. to do. It's oh, like, Tom got to do that crazy helicopter stunt. I bet he loved it. action star yeah. shit. That's like yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Vin Diesel, Sylvester Stallone. You Good forget job, Tom. Yeah, that no, they're I Rocky. Understand. You forget yeah. that they're the Terminator. You it's forget that they're Dominic Toretto. Right. But you're just like, same with The Rock. Yeah, you're just like, them. Let's do this. I do love yeah. The Rock. And that's crazy that Tom Cruise is an action star because, like, like he didn't Top start Gun out is that like way. an action movie, but, like, Not really, his role though. in it is very dramatic. It's more of a dramatic yeah. action. Like, yeah. that's why it was such a success in 86 because, like, there was the drama and the love story that appealed to the ladies, and there was the action stuff that appealed to the men. Not that ladies aren't attracted to that and men aren't attracted sure. to that. It's just that's how they were making movies back then, and that's why it was such a big success. He's done a lot of drama. Yeah. Well, right. Yeah. I mean, risky business. He's done a great job. Like where he came from, all the good, uh, a few good men. Oh man, Rain Man's so good. Rain Man, like he's a very dramatic actor. I uh, I love him. Interview with Vampire. I love Interview with Vampire. I also really like him in Tropic Thunder as well. Uh, (laughs) Oh, he's great in Tropic Thunder. Although I will, uh, can I controversial? I still love Legend. Controversial (laughs) opinion about Tropic Thunder. I feel like he's trying a bit too hard. Like, Isn't that the point? Uh, yeah, it is. But also, like, I can't help but, like, fully, like, really just smile and be in awe of what he's doing. Because I really feel like, because this was <clears throat> peak crazy Tom Cruise. Yeah. And I feel like he's just like, hey, I'm a funny guy. Look at me. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, I just, it, it gets to me a little bit sometimes when right, I watch it's it. like Oprah jumping yeah. on the couch. Yeah. It was a little too, the lady yeah. protests too much. I think with me and, yeah. and him and, and Charlotte Thunder, it was just, I was enamored by just how, like, I was like, I've never seen him do this. Yeah. And I think you that know. that was the point. I think it's like, I don't know. It's, he's very much aware of his star power and what he's doing and yeah. how, why he's, and why what he's doing is going to be funny and how. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm being a dick about it. And it's like the and last man, time I watched it, I was just kind of like, yeah, all right. Tom we can all, he's we can doing all fine. He's it's doing not fine. like he's going to cry. Hearing our podcast. Yeah, he's fine. I think uh, he's fine. I think that (laughs) with Tom Cruise, just to get on the Tom Cruise discussion bandwagon, because I'm down with that tangent. Scientology. Uh, Yeah, with that. Uh, I think that, you know, he's he's an actor that just has so much like range and we just don't see him do that as much. I would like to see him in a drama. Again, well, I want to see him be like a flamboyant vampire or something like that. Yeah. You know, like his character interview with the vampire is really fun. And over the top. So fun yeah. over the top, but also like 
you know, those characters are over the top because they're vampires, so compared to the people characters that are weird. Right. But as, like, vampire characters and vampire characters, like, nowadays, surprisingly grounded. Totally. You know, and I yeah. think that's, like, kind of what totally. really works about that. I mean, yeah, I'm looking at his filmography right now, and it looks like really the last drama that he did mm-hmm. was uh, Valkyrie, which is very good, written by oh, Christopher Oh, I haven't McQuarrie. seen that. Oh, uh, directed, I saw that a long time uh, ago. Directed by not piece of shit person at all, Brian Singer. Ooh. Um, yeah, because everything else, man, Edge of Tomorrow, Rock of Ages, I Jack really, Reacher. I really enjoyed Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow. So the thing Let's is, like, I repeat. Edge of Tomorrow. Oh, wait, no, I'm so wrong. Good, but he's like Tom Cruise in that movie. He I'm is wrong. Tom Cruise. Yeah. Last year, he made that movie American Made. Is that good? See that, uh, which is I the Don like, Lehman movie where I feel he's, like that like, was like, like uh, Jerry Maguire, the crook. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like you know, it's like Catch Me If You Can. It's kind of like, yeah. but, but it's like charisma, Tom Cruise, not action, Tom Cruise. Oh, and I'm also wrong again. Last year, he was in the uh, dramatically well received The Mummy oh. as everyone's favorite hero, oh. Nick Morton. Let's I really liked movie. that Make actress in uh, Atomic Blonde, though. She was good in Atomic Blonde. Yeah. She is the mummy. Not, oh. that, not that I saw it. I just saw the trailer. Yeah, I had no desire. Oh, yeah. Like, it's, a, it's a movie about a woman of color being Beautiful able to take on one French of the, the most popular horror icons of all time. And then by the end of the movie, they get rid of her and give all of the powers to Tom Cruise. Tom fucking Cruise. Is that what happens in the movie? That's mo- what happens in the movie. Did I don't care about ruining... Yeah, I watched that movie. You did? You didn't, yeah, I you watched didn't that movie. invite me to do a podcast with you? Me and my buddy Cabot watched it. I don't oh, remember. We Cabot watched time. it at like 2 o'clock in the morning. Never mind. Cabot time. Yeah. That's that the same. That's a, It's the same scenario where I watched the Power Rangers movie. Oh, I would have liked to have that. That movie is fun. They're so making another one, and I'm like, I'm, I'm, oh, the end, I'll watch that. The last act of that movie, yeah, it takes itself a little so too seriously. Bad. Also, gets a little too silly. It's like a paradox that movie. It's like because it's doing it's doing what it's supposed to do at the end. It yeah, should do, but what it doesn't it's work. Doing. It, it doesn't, doesn't work, work all, because of how no. serious they take it before. Yeah, that um, is. It's. I, I'm glad you kind of brought it up like that because it really it, it's a letdown. Yeah, it's a bummer because because they get to the part where you're like they have their stuff. Oh man, I don't like this at all. Yeah, no, yeah, oh, you keep oh, waiting the whole sucks. movie for them to get their stuff, and when they get their stuff, you're just like, like this sucks. sucks. Not into it. <laughs> um, Mission Impossible is good. Is it good? We it must fun. talk. We must talk. There's some great action sequences. They're all so good. We must talk of what that mustache. Oh, he's uh, great. Yeah, mustache all the way. As soon he as he, like, as soon as he showed up, what's the first thing he does? He checks his watch, and I was like, "Oh, you check that? You time. check that time?" I was, so, I was so excited. Is that and what you whispered to him during? The yeah, and then and then he like. T- <laughs> I was like, "I'm not in on this." Immediately after he like puts up his phone, he puts his phone to his ear and calls somebody, and I'm just like, you "Make that call!" Like I'm just I'm, the mustache is owning me. <laughs> I was definitely waiting for him to be not John Locke, John what Lark? Lark. Yeah, because See, it's hard because he kept being like. By the way, I'm Walker. By the way, I'm Walker. That was really Okay, fun. I'm Walker. Uh, by the way, I don't know if they said his full name in there. I don't think they did. But I know his full name, and I've known it for a long time, ever since the trailer that... You looked it up. On uh, his TV. name is August Walker. August. Which is a great fucking name. It's a good name. I don't care. Augie. Augie. Augie Walker. Augie Walker. That is I love it. But Henry Cavill's mustache is, of, very uh, is of significant importance to this podcast. Because we have, t- we have talked about... Um, as some people may not know, uh, uh, Henry Cavill, teen heartthrob, Digital. is, uh, <laughs> it plays, 
plays Clark Kent, a.k.a. The Superman. Digital, digital, get in, down. Uh, the DC <laughs> extended movie universe. Ugh. And in Justice League, he is in it. And the way that this timeline goes here, for anybody who may not know, is that uh, he uh, made Mission Impossible Fallout. He was shooting it. And he has a mustache. And uh, Tom Cruise really hurt himself on that one jump. The I, one onto wait, the building. Where he's all right, jumping. time out. Is that when I went to the bathroom? Yes. So I missed it. You missed it. Fuck. You missed when he threw the chair out the window and dipped? Yep. Yeah. That scene's really good. It's very good. Crap. Me, laughing when you can. That's why you don't go to the bathroom when you go to see a movie. Robbie went to the bathroom. He yeah, just I know, chose and better. I, I make fun of him all the time for it. I also chose a good scene. I also Baby usually... Baby can't control right, his wee-wee. Time out. That is true. Usually you share a cherry Coke with me, and this time you had your own coffee-water combo, and mm-hmm. I was drinking cherry Coke by myself, which equals Diana has to pee, man. I'm not going to get mad at you for, for having to pee. I'm just saying, like, when you pee... That's what it be. Yeah, you're I know. Rolling, Plus, this movie—that's another argument for this movie being a little too long. It's a little long. Yeah, but, uh, too long. before we get off track, uh, the Henry Cavill uh, was making this movie Mr. with, with Tom Cruise. <laughs> Tom Cruise hurts himself. They have to cancel production for almost a year. I think it was eight months. Wow, a year? Because Tom Cruise fucking broke his ankle, like well, or his leg, or something. That's why he stunt doubles. So, but. <laughs> Yes. Tom Cruise is not into that. I know. The whole point of oh, these movies Tommy. is that Tom Cruise is doing a lot of his own stunts. Tommy Wonder and if Boy this movie, which they were spending a lot of money on, uh, came out and they said Tom Cruise hurt himself halfway through production, so didn't do all of his own big stunts, which is the main selling point of yeah. the movie, they wouldn't be able to do it. So they halt production, and in that point... Henry Cavill has to go back for reshoots for Justice League because Justice League is a hot mess because it has a... Uh, but does it take that long to regrow your mustache? Yeah. I mean, it, it's not so Honestly, much regrowing. I mean, it's, you guys have pretty big this is mustaches. The, this is the thing. I'm, ex- I'm explaining it. It's He was <laughs> contractually obligated to have a mustache at all times because when Tom Cruise is ready... Everybody's supposed to be ready. You go. When Tom and they Cruise start says doing jump, it. you say how Exactly. High. And so... Um, Paramount, who made Mission Impossible, were talking with um, DC, Warner Brothers. Which sucks. And Warner Brothers was like, if you can give us Henry Cavill and allow him to yes. shave Robbie's his mustache. Yes. <laughs> if you can give us Henry Cavill, allow him to shave his mustache, we will give you money. We will, I think it was like $10 million. And Tom Cruise is like, I don't need your money. I got Scientology well, it's, money. It's not Tom Cruise. It's Paramount Whatever. that they're talking with. This is, no, this is very important because this is a huge... <laughs> This is a this is a huge dick move on Paramount. Dick move. Because Chris McQuarrie and uh, Tom Cruise Quarry. were all ready to say yes and make this cool. They're like whatever. They're like whatever. He can grow it back. Mm-hmm. And Paramount looked at it and was like, "WB is going to give us ten million dollars to do what? No, fuck that. WB." And they said, "Fuck that." And so Warner Brothers had to digitally mask over Henry Cavill's mustache, which is now legend at this point. Yeah. And looks like 
garbage Digital throughout the lip? whole movie. He it, looks, you can notice he, it. Which it movie? Looks, Justice League? In Justice League. It looks but is it like ins- up to a certain point or is it spread the out? The whole fucking thing because they reshot almost the whole movie. Once Joss Whedon came on, they reshot a lot of the Superman parts which happened in the last part of the movie. Uh, and that's, I, if you watch the movie, that seems to be the most I probably won't. Touched up. No, oh, mostly, God, don't. Superman, <laughs> Superman sorry, is, guys. No, Superman is mostly in the end of Justice League but it just so happens that the very first shot of the movie is a shot of Superman on cell phone footage looking directly into the camera talking and smiling with his mouth as one does and you're just like what does. the fuck is going on with his face like yeah. you can't help it um, so like then the- they finally came back and he's got his mustache and honestly I think it was worth it he looks great yeah. he looks great he looks awesome. But I also want Superman to have a 70s mustache. Anything would have been more interesting. He, look, uh, uh, spoilers for Justice League. He's dead at the end of BVS and they bring him back to life in Justice League. Why can't he have a beard? Yeah. He can't Why grow can't a he beard have a beard when he's dead? Hair no, still grows when you die, Robbie. Your, your you just hair, learned something. Apparently. I did. Apparently. How much? Your hair and your nails continue to grow when you're yeah. dead. How why, long do they that's do that That's why, like, you know, what we do in the shadows scares until vampire you, until has you long curly die. nails. Until <laughs> you second die. Until you yeah. second die. Totally. Well, maybe uh, Kryptonians are, like, radioactive so they can't grow hair. It's crazy. It's like they have this out where they didn't have to spend $25 million to digitally make something look like dog shit. Like, they had this yeah. easy out right there. <laughs> It's so right that, there. Why? I, I don't. On, I am. Should we, talk, should we finish talking about Mission Impossible? I just want. Well, to I think that that was very important. Like that's the I, legacy. <laughs> Mission Impossible Fallout will for Mission all Impossible time legacy be that's remembered. Be remembered as the one for the, the Henry Cavill mustache. I mean, he's got some beefy arms punching people. Those are good too. <laughs> Yeah, he's always punch. wearing that. Ni- he's always wearing a nice. Button. When he's when, always wearing a tie like at the it. club scene C-I-A. when they go like, "Hey, we're gonna go into that bathroom." We were all like, "Whoa, here it comes!" It's like you're just like, "Ooh, go into that men's bathroom." Yes, that fight scene was well worth it. It was awesome. Very cool. It very Again, cool. harkens back to like the Casino Royale uh, uh, bathroom fight scene That's at the beginning true. of that movie. It's yeah. a lot. It's intimate. It's close. They use yeah. that and I'm not mad about them. I mean... I don't think it's ripping them off. I think it's kind of like extending on honestly, it and playing on it a bit. Would walls break that easily? Uh, when Henry Cavill throws you through them, yeah. Yeah, I, I rescind what I just said. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> if Henry Cavill's throwing you through it, yes, it will break And then they paper. get one scene where Tom Cruise throws one person through a wall just because Tom's like... Come on, hey, me come too. on, what about me? I'm the star here. And they're like, yeah, sure, you can throw somebody through a wall too. All right, little guy. He's just like, what if you make me taller than Henry Cavill? <laughs> and they say, no, like, no, nobody is going to believe that. Even though Henry Cavill is probably not taller than Nicole Kidman, who is a very tall woman. She is. Mm. And yeah. Tom Cruise is always taller than her in the movies, except for Eyes Wide Shut, because Stanley Kubrick, don't fuck around. Huh. Oh, good. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Very good. Stanley Kubrick's last movie. He died before he could finish editing it, and it's sad. It because is sad. the editing it shows? is not good. I've never seen that, and I it's don't pro- know It's I like will. the movie's biggest weakness. And I might be in like a little bit of a snob about that, and there's some people that might know yeah. way more about editing than me that would argue that, but yeah, me but as somebody who's movies, studied so editing, and like the, especially the editing that Stanley Kubrick uses in post-production on most of his films... Well, I think bad editing is pretty easy to notice. Like, yeah. Even I mean, as, it's not yeah. like terrible, shitty editing. It's just like Kubrick obviously had an idea yeah. in mind. And because he passed away before he could finish it, it's just, it really shows like there's just things that kind of go into one another that you're like, 
I always bring up uh, how Quentin Tarantino had the same editor for all of his movies up until Django because she got mm-hmm. kidnapped and murdered. Oh my god, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. I'm pretty sure that happened. Where have I been? What the fuck are you talking about? I did what not What happened know to his that. editor? Didn't she get like... That's what I remember reading. I don't remember. Wow, um, I never knew that. Fact, I know that, check I, I know that she uh, died. That's crazy. But I, I believe mean, they like found uh, her ugh. somewhere. Okay. Sorry if I'm wrong, and maybe this will so, get it <laughs> for right. sensitivity reasons. So do you... I was kind of thinking that this was going to be it for the Mission Impossible movies, but you think yeah. they're going to keep it going? This one's wrapped up pretty neatly, but it they keep that bad neatly. guy alive at the ends. They do keep the bad guy alive. But they also keep all of the team members alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yeah, except hey. for Alec Baldwin. Hey, web he's, surfer over there. He's checking the thing. Well, I mean, it's just like, I'm sorry, I'm like kind of blown away by this. Like, it's just like I'm trying to figure that out because like Sally Minke is is the the editor that you're talking about. Yeah. Edited all of his movies yes. from Pulp Fiction on. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yes. I was like, maybe he means like whoever edited Reservoir Dogs because no. I don't think that she directed that or edited, edited that. it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, died in 2012. Uh, oh my God! Had been had gone hiking, and they found her in like a ditch with a friend and her yeah. dog. Uh, her friend left her after an hour. Uh, she never came home. They she didn't die police. just like hurting herself, falling. I think so. Her locked car was found in Griffith Park parking lot. Yikes. Los Angeles Police Department helicopter was put out. Yikes. Her body was found at the bottom of a ravine near 5600 block. She could have fallen. Her dog was found alive, sitting next to her body. Okay. Aww. The coroner's office later determined that Menke's death was heat-related. Aha. Uh, okay. Here we go. Now, like, that's so like... she could have passed out and fallen. That's kind of what it Seems like she, she must have, have, she must like, have passed out. She could have had, It was 113 degrees Fahrenheit in downtown Los Angeles the day that she died. So, uh, okay. it sounds like she suffered from a heat stroke and fell. Okay, now, so, that's what I thought happened. Was that she had suffered some kind of really weird thing and just collapsed and died? Okay, I didn't know that it was like her body was found or something like that. Like, okay, she said kidnapped and murdered. That like, is oh, wrong. Hold on, yeah, that's okay. wrong. That's wrong, and, I, and I'm sorry that's for scary. getting confused because I remember hearing the like found in like a ravine part of it. Mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, I thought that's what happened. Um, my bad. No sweat. Yeah, but um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if this. I mean, they're going to make a fucking other one, right? I mean, Simon Pegg looks like he's getting old, man. They all look like they're getting kind I mean, of old. Simon I mean, Pegg, too, is like... They got, keep he's joking got around that, about how old Ving Rhames is. He's got yeah. that star power, Simon Pegg, that I know, like, but he looked rough. They could he take some... him out at any point in this because he's like, I want to go do other stuff. He had bags yeah. under his eyes in this one. But I think he really likes yeah. doing these movies. They're fun. And he and he he's like I'm a sure he likes he's doing the comic these relief. movies. Ka-ching, ka-ching. Yeah, I'm sure he likes doing these movies. I just don't really know... We kind of discussed, or at least I brought up kind of the things I would like to see Ethan's character go through or yeah, deal struggle with. A bit. Yeah, but I don't know if um, don't they'll know if do Tom something Cruise like that. that. Yeah, I don't know. And like, I, I don't know. I guess I could be down with them passing the torch on to someone else. But at that point, it's like, wouldn't you rather like them kind of just yeah. wash their hands of Mission yep. Impossible and have a finite ending? Yeah, knowing know. that they were thinking of doing that with Jeremy Renner. It didn't really work out. No. No. He didn't have enough charisma in that role. I feel like he's got great charisma for Hawkeye. Yeah, that's fair. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited about next Avengers. But mm-hmm. yeah, I didn't necessarily see him carrying 
the torch on this. He didn't really carry the torch on for Matt Damon for all the those movies either. The no. Movies? Well, yeah, that's the, the movies, that's the yeah. big Jeremy Renner thing is like he showed. He's up, awesome in Hurt Locker. He showed up with Hurt Locker, which you know Hurt Locker was shot and it wasn't released until about like a year, two and a year, two years after it it wrapped because it took a lot of time to put it all together and find distribution and kind of land it so that you know it was like worthy of like maybe getting nominated for some stuff and when he landed like that was the one thing everybody took away was like wow this guy's a great actor and it's a lot like the heather graham situation where heather graham is a character that showed up in boogie nights as roller girl and like everybody's like who is this what an amazing actress and then they find out oh that's the only thing she can do is play Uh. that kind of uh, in Jeremy Renner's case, Spider tough Shack, guy, right? tough guy with like a heart of gold yeah. kind of thing who's got like an edge, and they threw him into like all these franchises, and they just started. Yeah, but I got feel like Mission at least Impossible, in Avengers, they, they let him born. have some sense of humor. Well, that's in Avengers. I think was the one that everybody knocked him because he was Hawkeye in the first Avengers, and he's a bad guy for half the movie, right? And so everybody made fun of him for that. And then I think in Age of Ultron, like I love Hawkeye. Yeah, he's great. I think he's, you know, it's almost hyperbole at this point, but he's the heart of the Avengers. He's the one that's the most human. And he's, yeah. Literally and... Yeah, he doesn't have any powers. He's, he's just good at... He's the one that really is able to just kind of like sit down to earth and like yeah. have a talk. Like his talk in Age of Ultron where he like, he literally says, he's just like, he's like, there are, there are robots, an army of robots and the city is flying and I have a bow and arrow. None of this makes sense. Like he says it out loud (laughs) and it's like, yeah, yeah, he gets it. And he's like, now I'm going to go out there. Even though it doesn't make any sense that me guy with bow and arrow is going to go fight an army of robots in a floating city, but I'm going to do it because that's what heroes do. If you go out there, you'll be a hero too. Okay. Bye. See you. Good shit. Robbie has not seen age of Ultron because he, uh, no, he's got better things to do. I watched Ratatouille. You watched Ratatouille. That's yeah. very true, actually. Yeah, Ratatouille is one of my favorite movies. Ratatouille is very good. Uh, it's definitely top ten. I don't like it more than The Incredibles in terms of no, absolutely Bradford. fine. Yeah. Me either. If there's one good. Pixar movie that you could pick that I wouldn't be able to argue with, it'd be The Incredibles. Because every yeah. time I watch The Incredibles, I'm like, I like this more than Ratatouille. But then I watch Ratatouille and I'm like, oh no no no. <laughs> Ratatouille is very good. Because I think it is very Ratatouille very is harder to pull off. And we'll get into this more when I we want, have our I have episode. criticisms of Ratatouille, and we will talk about Absolutely. that. Absolutely. No, that's going to be fun. I'm going to actually yeah. make some Ratatouille for us. It sounds delicious. Because it, it, it all works out. It's gonna are be you going to do fun. it the way they do it, or are you going to do it like a I'm going to do it the fancy, the fancy version. Okay. I think that'll be fun, because yeah, I've never good. made it that way. Good. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, uh, before we... I know that we're probably looking we're, at rapping. We're rapping a little bit. We're rapping. But sure. I'm just going to grab a beer real quick. Can't blame him. Well, because we're about to have a good one. A good one? I'm gonna go to bed soon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, same. Yeah, I get up early. Uh, before I mentioned, and I kind of stopped myself because we were in the uh, spoil uh, spoil free part. Yes. And I was about to say something that might have kind of ruined the ending of this movie. So I kind of held back. Remember mm-hmm. when I brought up Jack <clears throat> at first, the first time? Yes. Surfer Bod Jack, who decided to go see this movie without, without us. Surfer yeah. Bod. Surfer Bod Jack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was fucking like, there's like a 10 pack down there. It's insane. Um, it's insane. It's hard to look at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he makes very good dietary choices and he's got to a very each nice his lifestyle. Own. Yeah. 
Um, earlier today, uh, Jack, myself, and Robbie, we were we were in like a group text, and we were kind of talking about the idea of Idris Elba becoming Bond. Yeah. And then later on, while we were waiting for the movie to start, Diana, we were we were kind of like discussing that briefly. Yeah. And uh, I had said that I was like, I, I like I don't I think Idris Elba is too old to play Bond, and that's kind of how the conversation got started. I, I think, agree, but yeah, I think he is old. You know, he's one year younger than Roger Moore was when he first did uh, Live and Let Die. But also the the new whoever the next Bond is isn't going to be making a Bond for at least four to five years, so that would make Idris Elba the oldest, and it's going to put him over fifty. And if they're only making these movies once every four or five years, we're only going to get two out of him before he's sixty. And that shit was weird when Roger Moore hit sixty and he was still making movies, James Bond movies. It was weird. Sure. But I had mentioned that it was awesome powers. Yes, it's awesome. <laughs> it literally is. Uh, yeah. I have mentioned, I was like, I really like the idea of uh, Emily Blunt being James Bond. Yeah. And because I think it's I think it would be very interesting have like the swap of gender is way more interesting to me than the swap of color. Uh, like Having a person of color play Bond is interesting for all these different ideas. But I think gender swapping it, especially because of the misogyny and everything around Bond. Yeah, because sure, the privilege around Bond is kind of like a major deal and definitely hiring a person of color to be able to play that is going to have some interesting after effects to kind of like mess around sure. with. But I think the gender swap is, would be really cool. And in this movie, uh, Rebecca Ferguson's character, I think at the end of this movie, because she's still alive at it and she's kind of figured her shit out and now she could possibly leave or she could continue working with MI6, which is the same group that, uh, James Bond technically works for. <laughs> I think it might be kind of cool to have like a, a, a story of her. Like, what's her name? Uh, Isla Fisher? Isla Frost? Elsa. Elsa? Elsa. I don't know her last name. Uh, and she, I think that that would be a lot of fun to do that because she's really kind of holding her own in this story. So you're saying continue Mission Impossible, but like with her. You could you could do a, like, a, a, like a spinoff. Yeah. You know? I mean, that's kind of what they're doing with... Uh, like Fast and the Furious, they're starting to they're starting to wrap Fast and the Furious, but then spin off into the Satham Rock movie, right? Whatever that's going to be. And wouldn't it make sense if you have like a movie that's just like bravado male action, and then you have some female characters instead of just taking like the two most popular male characters that you have and giving them their own? Yeah. Take the female <clears throat> characters and give them their own, so that you have that vehicle. I don't know. I mean, like thinking about having watched Ocean's 8 with Bernadette like it was a lot of fun but it just didn't it didn't land as well as the previous movies and maybe that's because it was so many years after well, the but franchise it's also, but like those aren't established characters those are all new characters yeah. for this new movie this yeah. is like you know her character has been in two movies sure she's kicked ass in them right yeah. uh, Rebecca she's Ferguson she's not a is, well known actress she's not no she hasn't been in that much some other well known actresses that might be able to carry it by themselves I don't know absolutely I mean that's why I said yeah. Emily Blunt I think would be because James Bond is always also kind of an unknown you know, Pierce yeah. Brosnan was really only in, um, uh, what's its face, that show uh, that he was in where he was essentially just James Bond. It's got like a, <laughs> it's got like a weird name hmm. and I can't remember right now and I'm really upset with myself about it. Uh, Remington Steele. There we go. I got it. Uh, Who is it? Thomas And uh, for everybody off mic, I did not look at my phone with that. I, no, I you didn't. No, you didn't. Wait, who is in Thomas Cranfair? 
He was, but he had already been Bond oh, by that point. Okay. That was kind of like a break, I think, in between Tomorrow Never Dies and World Is Not Enough. I think. That was him older. Yeah. And like Daniel Craig was... Renee every Russo. person that's Bond has had like one thing that's kind of Bond. Like uh, yeah. uh, Daniel Craig was in Layer Cake where like he had a gun a lot. Yeah. And they yeah. were just like, oh, there you go. Give it to you. So the idea of Idris Elba being Bond or Tom Hardy being Bond or even to the sense of like Luke Evans, who they've kind of thrown in there, who I kind of dig. Luke Evans was a... Yes. It kind of works. It's interesting. And plus Luke Evans is an openly gay actor. Mm-hmm. So that would now also be like a fun thing. Yeah, give me gay Bond. Gay Bond? I'm into it. I mean, Bond's always been kind of bisexual. Like, that's running his kind of canon. Yeah. I wouldn't know. I don't watch too many Bond movies. That's why I don't have too much to say about the Bond front. When it comes I mean, to the they mission... I mean, they don't do that in the movies. It's more of a book thing. Well, uh, Skyfall. They specifically... All right, maybe Skyfall. ...go to it, yeah. That's like But yeah, years they're, they're always trying to maintain the machismo of yeah. him and stuff like that. Yeah. But I think in the books and stuff, ever since the first one, it's always been kind of out there it's hard i think with mission impossible and the movies like james bond i think it's hard to with these long-running franchises uh to kind of figure like to future proof them i don't really know where to take something like mission impossible they wrap it up so nicely in this movie where it's just like i don't really know what danger they can make anything happen, of course. Oh, that's again but all the Mission Impossibles wrap up clean. They wrap yeah. up. Nice. They wrap up clean because they're like, just it, like we might could, not make it anymore. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say it could be done. The previous movie was three years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they might not. I make mean, it the anymore. third one ends with him saving his wife so he can live happily ever after and not be a part of. Yeah, in the third one, supposed to be him running off with yeah. his wife. He's retired. He's not in IMF anymore. Mm-hmm. But then a student that he trained that he really liked that he said you're good for duty. A couple years later, Dies. she ends up yeah. uh, getting yeah. kidnapped, and he's and and they're like, "You're the only one that's smart enough to be able to go in there and get her." Mm. He feels bad, so he does. He gets wrapped up in this thing, but at the end of it, he gets out, and then he's like, "Now I will live happily ever after." Yeah, but he does not. If there's more Mission Impossible to be had, I think there's only a few, and then I think when we get a reboot, then we get kind of more. Uh, I think the same thing with like another James Bond. It's like that's when we can start injecting diversity. Or, you know, gender swaps, things like that. Yeah. I think... uh, There's Ving Rhames, but there's not a whole hell of a lot of... Let's change the architecture a little bit from the ground up and build that house instead of trying to put some new... I mean, Mission Impossible is a weird one, too, because it's like, unlike Bond, like, Bond is always built on this foundation of, like, Bond changes, like, every 15 years. It's so Tom Cruise. Mission Impossible is Tom Tom Cruise. Cruise. Most people don't even know these... There was a show that it's based on. They're like, that's the Tom Cruise movie from the 90s, and they keep making them. I mean, man, the first one came out 22 years ago. It's crazy. Holy shit. It's a long-running franchise. (laughs) That's crazy. (laughs) All right. I think this wraps up our yeah. Mission Impossible discussion. Check it out. It was fun. It's really good. If you guys, if you guys listen crazy... to the whole spoiler part, I know. Man, there's some crazy yeah, fucking it. helicopters. Check scenes. it out again. Yeah, yeah watch it twice. That oh, because cool. this will probably be like a thing everybody's talking about. What sprayed on Henry Cavill? I'm going to go with hydraulic fluid. Jet oil? I said oil when it first happened because you were like, is that gasoline? I was like, I was thinking it oil. was fuel. Was it, it a chemical burn or burn burn? That's like, I'm I like, think it was hot. I think it was hot. So I'm like, hey, maybe oil or hydraulic fluid, perhaps. His face and his ear. I think it was hot. But I mean, I guess it did come from the top, and I guess gas goes to the the, the thing. I I don't know where. Uh, Was it jet fuel doesn't melt 
Henry Cavill's face. All right, how believable was it that Tom Cruise wouldn't know how to fly a helicopter? That was weird. Well, he gets, I, I feel uh, like at that point he should have at least kind of knew. That's a thing that I think is made as a joke in the second Mission Impossible. Really? Yeah. Is that he doesn't know how to fly a helicopter. Seriously. I think so. I think it's a callback. He was like, Is that uh, like at some point they say that he doesn't know how to do that? Or it might even be that he's never flown a helicopter in all the movies, which you've made it to six and he hasn't flown a helicopter. So it's just like, oh, I guess he's going to Maybe. That out. I mean, yeah. I, it was kind of silly. As an IMF agent, like, bit. when would he... He's a spy. When would he need to fly a helicopter? Why, why wouldn't they teach him how to fly No, stuff? when would he need to? I Maybe even if... Maybe it's just a commentary on, like, why do spies just know how to do everything in a movie? It's like, oh. this guy is, like, a covert operation spy. I mean, at the end of the day, he figured it out pretty quick and was as yeah. competent of a flyer as the other oh, <laughs> well, yeah. helicopter person. That's true. I mean, <laughs> if you want to talk about Mary Jane's... Yeah. Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible movies can do anything. He can do anything. He'll figure he it out. Anything. I mean, that's always... Just half the fun. That's kind of the thing. He's just like, they're like, how are you going to do this? He's like, I'm going to do it. And we as the audience are just out. like, he yeah. is going yeah. to do we it. We don't think yeah. for a second, like, oh yeah. shit, he got in a helicopter, he doesn't know how to fly it. Like, he's not just going to crash it and then it's directed by Christopher yeah. McQuarrie. It's not like, it's like, it's it's not like he jumps on. in the water and it's just like, does Tom Cruise know how to swim? It's like, yeah, yeah. he He figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> he can't swim. That would have been great. That's, that's, he can't swim. Well, it's, like, it's like Indiana Jones being afraid of snakes. It's just like, he's afraid of motorcycles. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I hate snakes, Mike. Hate I hate them. Um, thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. We're not the only podcast on Story Screen. We're a uh, the website is a host to articles. Uh, Mike Burge just put up a really very fucking long but amazing article. in depth in depth article about we call it uh, in depth in the industry. It can be both. Yes, uh, <laughs> that's kind. It's about uh, some of the James Gunn controversy. You can find out more about that via the internet, but also definitely this article if you want to get a comprehensive guide to everything that's happened. Movie reviews, all that stuff. Good stuff. Uh, we also have a television podcast hosted by Bernadette uh, Gorman White. That's his her First, let's just say your main name, Gorman. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. fucking forgot for a second. Uh, <laughs> so there's that. Uh, the name of that podcast? show is Cathode Raycast. Yeah, you're right. I had some wine. Uh, we so also have Overdrinkers, which is our drunk podcast with Mike Burge hosting. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which I frequent. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. We got also a bunch of those planned up really yeah. pretty soon. That's yeah. going to be a lot of fun. Check out storyscreenbeacon.com. Hey, you can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're there. We would love it if you guys uh, talk to us more. Yeah. We know you listen. Oh, yeah, reach out. Everybody's rate starting us, to reach review out. Us. Yeah, they are starting yeah. to. Yeah. So, like, send us join questions, the conversation. send us comments. Yeah, Please we, rate us on iTunes or wherever you listen to your stuff. Yeah, we don't just talk about movies for these few hours. We talk about them all the time. Ew. And are always down to talk about True. them with you. So, thank you so much for listening to this episode. We'll be back with more hot takes as new movies will continue to come out as they normally do. <laughs> I've, I've heard. So, thanks again so much for listening. Bang bang noise that Henry Cavill's arms made when he cocked him like in the trailer. <laughs>